hello hello and hello welcome back to the movie bugle podcast my name is justin and i am so excited that you guys have decided to listen to me talk about movies and tv shows <laughs> well as always you can follow me on my instagram page at the movie bugle i like to post different things on there anything that i'm interested in any like quick reviews or commentary or any exciting like announcements that may pop up i like to post on there and it's also a space where you guys can interact with me ask me questions reach out and just say hello you know i want to i want to grow this community i want to grow my my audience and i want to grow my platform so feel free to reach out to me like on my instagram at the movie bugle let's go ahead and get started it's pride month you guys and i you know it's so funny like this is my third season but it's my second year into doing like this whole podcasting and even in uh, 2021 i dedicated some episodes related to like the lgbtq content and i wanted to go ahead and do the same thing this month i wanted to talk about you know different tv shows or different topics around you know lgbtq content whether it's movies whether it's tv shows whether it's like social issues related to movies and tv shows and so i went ahead and laid out a whole list of things and had like topics for every single week um in the middle of it is also a is juneteenth so look out for a special episode related to juneteenth but this particular episode wasn't on my list um i can honestly say i had heard about this tv show not too long ago but i didn't really think too much of it because i haven't really been on uh, netflix like that but i decided to jump on netflix one night and i was like let's just i want to watch something i don't know if it's a movie or something and saw it and i was like hmm, what is this about and y'all know i love a good teenage coming of age story um you know i i like the storytelling that could be in there sometimes it can be a bit cheesy sometimes it can be you know a little bit out there but if it's a good story if it's a heartfelt story i just i love it so i was like let me just see what this is about and relating to the show heartstopper I know many of you guys have heard about the show Heartstopper. If you haven't, I'm going to give you a brief synopsis of, of it. And then I want to talk to you about how I feel about the show overall. And then I want to jump into a little bit more of a conversation just regarding the themes of the show. So like I said, I was on Netflix and I saw the show Heartstopper and I was like, let me just check this out. Watch the trailer. And I was like, yes, I have to watch it it's an easy binge um i know some people don't like to binge shows they like to spread it out typically me as well like i go watch a few episodes in a night and then keep it going but this show was so good that i had to keep watching it it's about eight or nine episodes um i believe it's eight episodes um and they're all between like 30 to 40 minutes so that's why i said it's an easy binge but pretty much it's about a it's i guess it's a coming of age story um it's evolving like this young boy his name is charlie he's out and proud at an all-boys school um, but obviously he's going through bullying and everything like that and he befriends another kid uh, by the name of nick and they become friends and slowly but surely throughout the season nick starts to question his own identity because he all of a sudden has these feelings for charlie that he's never really had before and it's sort like a coming of age story not necessarily for charlie but for nick and you have other key players in there you have you know charlie's best friends you have teo you have l you have isaac and there's other players as well so this show really captivated me just because anytime i see 
a show that gives space for any type of LGBTQ you know, storytelling, I'm going to give it a chance because we don't have enough of it. And it's funny because, you know, in modern society, it's like, oh, it's all over the place. But honestly, it's not. There's so much content that's out there that doesn't have true representation across the board that the few content or the few pieces that are put out there that has representation, you know, sometimes can say, oh, no, it's way too much. And it's like, no, like, you know, there's people, all different types of people all over the world every single day. And I just feel like we want to be seen and heard, you know, just like how we are represented in the world. But anyways, so regarding the show, um, I definitely enjoyed it. I love the show. I thought it was so cute. I thought it was charming. Oftentimes you will have a show that involves kids within the LGBTQ community that are being bullied and picked on and it's very dark or it has a very sad storyline or it's a trope or, you know, they're making fun of it. You know what I mean? Very rarely you will find something that is just heartwarming and charming. Um, this show gave me vibes like Love, Victor, which is also another show that I love as well. And there are real situations and topics within the show as well. But I like the fact that this... It doesn't keep it light on the sense of it being fluffed. It keeps it light on the tone and it has a good feeling to it. And I don't know, I just, I felt really good watching it. Like, I just felt like this was, this was a show that I didn't know that I needed, but now that I've seen it, I want more from the story. I'm so happy that they've already announced there's gonna be a season two and season three. And I can't wait. I cannot wait. I want to see where they're going. I think the kids in this season, they're in 10th grade. Well, year 10, because it's a it's a year British show. Almost like, yeah, so it's a British show. So their schooling over there is a little bit different. So I think they're in year 10. There's also some kids are in year 11, but I don't know how that translates to American, um, you know, schooling. So uh, I just know they're in year 10 over there. So if they wait too long to bring out seasons two and three, I don't know, are they gonna go into like college and university? Are they gonna stick to high school? Is it gonna be like different storylines? I don't know what that's gonna look like, but I'm very excited to see what's gonna come in the future for these characters. So you have some developments throughout the show. So like I said, you have Charlie, he has, he's, he's out and he, I want, I don't know if he's out and proud because he does get bullied. He does take on a lot of that suppression from his peers and his classmates. And I definitely can relate to that. Um, I can say growing up when I was still figuring out who I was as a person, I wasn't out, but I definitely got picked on. Um, I remember when I was in eighth grade, um, there were times where I would be looking at someone in class or I'll be looking at someone in school and like the other kids would like see it and like, you know, call me out on it or pick on me or bully me after school and stuff like that. And my comfort zone was in the chorus and also in theater. That's where I developed my love for music and everything like that. Just as an escape from I guess my reality and I can see Charlie in that same place you know he he has his friends and he also plays the drums he's in band and um but he also has a good personality and he has a you know he's very optimistic for only you know as, as well as he can be because there's so many people who's trying to come after him in so many different ways and like I said he befriends uh, a kid named Nick 
they I guess they come back from Christmas break and they're in like their home room and Nick is sitting right next to them and Nick is really nice from the beginning. He's just super nice and super charming and he sort of looks after him and like takes you can tell Nick is a different person. Nick is someone who hangs out with the cool kids, you know, he's plays rugby, he's what people would consider him a jock. He's very popular, everyone loves him, but he's not the same you know, type of kid as some of the other ones. Like there's a there's another character, his name is Harry, who's just like the school bully. He likes to pick on people. He's always making like homophobic jokes or slurs and stuff like that. And Nick is not that. He, you know, he's definitely there, but you could tell he's struggling even with that and within himself. Cause like, no, I want to be better than that. And I liked the chemistry between Charlie and Nick. And they start off as friends and they, they start off as, you know, we're just hanging out and Charlie definitely has a has a crush on him from the beginning, but he's like, that's my straight friend, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And throughout the course of the show, you know, things develop. I don't want to give too much away because I want you to go and watch it if you haven't seen it yet. But I do want to talk about some of the themes of the show and how it relates to me. So this is going to be a little bit of a transparency episode. I'm going to be sharing some things just so I can, you know, have an open discussion with you guys about this show because I can definitely relate to a few things. So one of the things I can relate to with Charlie is, you know, well, he was out and like I said, I don't think he was, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say he was out and proud just because of what he was going through in school, but he was definitely confident in himself in the sense of he knew who he was. And I wish I had that as a child. I wish I had more of that as a teenager because I walked through so much in life just wondering who I was as a person and it messed with so many different areas of my life I remember when I was in ninth grade I went to a um, performing arts school and it was so funny because the sixth seventh and eighth grade I was in theater I was in chorus I started to get involved in like the local theaters and stuff like that in the city and then that sort of piqued my interest hey maybe i can actually take this acting thing seriously well i auditioned for this uh, performing art school in uh, orlando florida called uh, dr phillips and got in and i was so excited because this school was so so far out my neighborhood that it was like a whole new world, like, you know, a whole new world. Let me stop. <laughs> but anyways, you know, it was located right behind Universal Studios. So it was over there in like the touristy area, but it was great. It was super great. This was like the first time that I was going to school with other kids that was not in my neighborhood. So I can be any person that I wanted to be. And I remember having that feeling for the first time, like, oh, wow, I don't have to worry about who people see me as or, or or who people know me as from my neighborhood. I don't have to worry about that. And it was nice to be able to leave my neighborhood and go somewhere completely new. You know, I got so involved that year. I remember that was the year that um, Florida had four hurricanes back to back. So the first one hit right at the beginning of the school year. And that summer we were practicing the Wiz. That was actually my third time ever being in the Wiz. The first time I was in sixth grade, um, I was a title character of the Wiz. And then the second and third time, the second time was a citywide 
theater company that I was a part of the Wiz for. I was inside of the ensemble, which was a lot of fun. And then the third time when I was in ninth grade. So over the summer, we had the opportunity to um, prepare for the Wiz. And it was supposed to debut around when the school year had started. But then the hurricane hit. So we had to delay it. So um, I just remember a lot of good times that year. Um, and it was so nice to be able to really start to see myself in a whole different identity um, other than what my neighborhood would tell me who I am, who I'm supposed to be, you know, and it, it was great. So I can relate to that with Charlie. I can also relate to the fact that I've had a lot of Nicks in my life, but they've never really fully manifested who they could potentially be. And what I mean by that is, um, I was I don't want to say this is a gripe that I have about the show, but I do feel like the show has a little bit of an unrealistic uh, scenario when it comes to Charlie and Nick, because so many people like Charlie don't have a Nick in their life. And what I mean by that is someone who is on the opposite side you know they may be straight they may be whatever and you know they're able to get that connection with them i feel like we see a lot more of that in television and not to say that it doesn't exist um i know that it does exist i know that there are people who find a connection with someone and you know that becomes a person i actually have um, a good friend of mine who i went to school in ninth grade with we still keep in touch here and there, but her partner now was her first ever girlfriend. Um, her girlfriend actually is transitioned now. So, um, um, but I remember, I, but I was there throughout the whole process. And I remember her questioning, like, you know, I don't even like girls like that. I, that's not me. That's not my thing. But, you know, at the time, her then girlfriend was very persistent and was like, you know, I want you this like that. And my friend was very open to the idea and just found a connection with another human being. And, you know, they're still together. They're actually married. They have a few kids now, which is super beautiful. But I think that it's I think that one thing that I was jealous about uh, with Charlie is he was able to find a Nick and find someone who was super nice to him and who, you know, had a little bit more of an openness to him to receive different things in his life. And, you know, eventually, you know, like I said, things developed. But, you know, Charlie, he also had other people, I would say out of Charlie had two relationships in this show. He had a Nick and he also had a Ben. I've had a lot more Ben's in my life. And, and Ben is someone who is closeted, who where if you were at school or if you were at church or whatever the case may be, I don't I don't know who you are. Like, we don't talk. We don't we don't interact with each other. Um, but let's sneak behind closed doors and, you know, you know, I like you. I want to be with you. I had a lot more Ben's in my life. And I that's why I said I can relate to Charlie. I wish I had more Nicks. I wish I had more people who wanted to be with me on the like on the open. And that's unfortunate because I also do feel for Ben as well, because Ben is struggling with his own personality and his own identity. Um, but he is, I guess, trapped in who he is supposed to be, whether it's family, whether it's society. And he the one thing that I will say that 
I haven't had too much of, I guess, when it comes to like Ben and Charlie's relationship is Ben was also very aggressive and he was mean. Um, he was mean towards Charlie, you know, and, you know, he would pick on him and stuff like that. But behind closed doors, it was like, you know, you know, I like you. I want to be with you. And then all the stuff like that. But I, I can relate to it in the sense that, you know, I had people where we could walk right next to each other. You would never think anything. But then, you know, behind closed doors, it was a whole different story. And I think that for me, it was, you know, this isn't this show is not really a trigger but it definitely just makes me look back and reflect on certain things that I've gone through in life. And I know that so many other people have gone through as well. So I, I commend this show because it opens up the conversations of people who are going through different, you know, identities and different personalities and stuff across the board. You know, there's another character in the show, um, L who is a trans teenager. And, um, this character is actually played by, uh, Yasmin Finney, Finney. I think that's how you pronounce her last name, who was trans in real life. Um, both L of uh, both Yasmin and the, the guy who plays Charlie, his name is Joe. I think these were their breakout roles. I think they've never really acted on a professional level before this. So this, so that was really cool. And honestly, watching the show, you wouldn't be able to tell, like, you know, I didn't know that these were their breakout roles. But anyways, um, L was a character who went to the all boys school um but then was able to transfer to the girls school because of being picked on and bullied and stuff like that so even that storyline was very beautiful to see and beautiful to watch and you know l handled everything with grace went over to the all-girls school and at first didn't make any friends you know she was over here watching you know you know she was in class by herself she was eating lunch by herself and she was just afraid to i guess let people in because she didn't want to go through the same thing that she went through when she was at the all boys school luckily she was able to befriend some people so that was all good as well but i think that this story this show shows beautifully different situations that people go through in a very organic way is it wasn't too tropey in my opinion it wasn't too forced um if anything i will say that you know it can paint sometimes an unrealistic scenario of you know of a happy ending or you know something that may happen because a lot of people uh, who are in the lgbtq community do go through a lot of trauma um, they do go through a lot of, you know, heartache and they do go through a lot of like heartbreak, you know, trying to find love or trying to find acceptance, not just from like their friends or their peers, but from their community and from their family. You know, there's there's a whole section of people in my life that I don't associate with anymore because I'm choosing to put me first as a person versus how they may feel about me. And that's a very tough thing, especially when you've grown up around these people and you consider them family, you consider them friends and, you know, they, they've been there in and out of your life in various different ways, but you have decided to put yourself first and put yourself in a position where you may not be in a familiar state anymore because you're putting yourself first. That's not really easy, you know, and I think that's something that nick was going through throughout the entire show like he was trying to you know juggle the fact that he has feelings for charlie but he's also trying to maintain 
the status quo you know he's supposed to be the jock he's supposed to be you know well the, the straight jock you know he is supposed to live up to all these different expectations and all his friends are pressuring him yo you should hook up with this one girl you should talk to this one girl or you know you should pick on this person you should do this and you should do that and he's trying to figure out himself so it's it's a beautiful thing to see these stories being portrayed on screen and have uh give a voice to people who are not normally represented you know i think back to another show that i watched last year called it's a sin and this show was pretty much basically about a group of friends in the uk who this was during the i guess like the beginning of the aids epidemic and there from their perspective the AIDS epidemic started over here in America and they was looking at it as oh that's an American disease that's not going to come to us and there was a lack of education and a lack of you know protection and safety that was involved those with those who are in the LGBTQ community you know when it comes to sex or just just in general and that story and that show itself was a little bit it, it was definitely sad because it focused on each person not everyone made it out alive unfortunately uh, but it was a real situation I personally didn't have to go through it because I wasn't alive at the time, but I've seen a lot of different stories and heard a lot of different stories about people who were around when the AIDS epidemic started. And it was just sad to see like how the world treated them, how the world cast them aside. Like there was an episode where someone, you know, they were diagnosed with HIV and they were put into a room a big room all by themselves, you know, quarantine because people didn't really know how the disease was transmitted. So no one could go in and out of the room. You know, they were being starved and all the stuff like that. And it's, it's just horrible. I think it's I think it speaks volumes that because of who you identify as you're treated as a second class citizen or you're treated less than dirt. And it's still, you know, still like that for a lot of people to this day. You know, we have different communities, we have different families. You can be the best person in the world to them, but until you make a declaration of who you are as a person, you know, once you make that declaration, all of a sudden their entire perception about you change, their love about you change, their value for you changes. And I, I think that's really sad. I think that, you know, we should be able to get to a point where it's like, you know, this person is this person and it is what it is. Unless you're physically harming other people, it shouldn't really matter, you know, but but yeah, I love the show. I think it's great. I think the fact that it's very heartwarming. It's very uh, natural in the sense of it, it just it feels genuine. It doesn't feel like a trope. It doesn't feel like out of place. Uh, like I said, I love a good coming to age story, you know, across the board. But anything that has, you know, LGBTQ representation in it, I'm always going to gravitate towards. You know, I was I was that child. You know, I was looking for it so much as a child, I would say. And what I mean by that is there were so many shows that I watched as a child, like Buffy the Vampire Slayer or One Tree Hill or Dawson's Creek or, you know, just 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 in, just in general, Seventh Heaven, any shows. Um, well, let me, let me name some black shows, even though I know there wasn't a lot in there, but, you know, one on one, 
the girlfriends, uh, the Parkers, you know, <laughs> I, I don't want to just say like once I want to say black shows too. <laughs> but anyways, you know, I, I, I was that person who used to watch movies and TV shows when I was younger, trying to find myself in characters, not just as a black man, but for someone who was questioning who they were as a person. And I think that there was a few times that I would run across characters and I, I'll, whenever I would see those characters, they was always my favorite because I was always able to relate to them and I, I was rooted for them. And then you had the juggernaut Glee come along with the iconic Kurt. And, you know, he was a trailblazer in, you know, with his story about being bullied and about trying to find love and acceptance and, you know, the storyline with his father. And then him eventually, you know, meeting Blaine and then becoming an item and they were a power couple. And, you know, the only thing that I wish that they were, you know, they were black or there was someone black. But then, you know, season four, we got, you know, unique. We got a few other people, stuff like that here and there. So it's but, you know, I, I always try to find someone who I can relate to in, in a show, not just from like race, but also from like identity. So it's nice to see that there are a lot of shows right now that there's just people that they're just there, you know, like even like with Marvel content that's coming up. I remember when they announced that there was going to be like uh, like the first gay couple in the Eternals and a lot of people was up in arms. And then when I saw the movie, I was like, it was a normal thing. They, they didn't make they didn't make it like overboard. It was just, you know, uh, like two husbands who had a son and it was such a like a, a very organic thing and there were so many people who was making a big like argument about that like oh agenda this and i can't believe like there's there's this one youtuber i'm not going to name who he is because i don't want to give him any more of a platform and what's sad is i actually used to watch i used to watch his his channel a lot i used to like his reviews but his homophobia and his his stupidness and it it it's it's coming out so much now to like anything that has to do with women anything that has an lgbtq character anything that has a moral message he's always like oh this is woke or this is this so this is that like how come i can't just have my content and i'm like dude you sound so stupid like you, you really sound dumb like you act like there's no gay people in the world you act like there's no women in the world you know he's definitely a womanizer you know he he, he promotes his girlfriend i guess whoever she is all over his his platform but anyways i don't know he made a video talking about how he was so like distracted and disgusted by the two second kiss in eternals between you know uh fastos and his husband but failed to mention the extremely awkward sex scene that happened earlier in the movie where they actually got naked and it was awkward because you've never really seen that in a marvel like like movie before and it wasn't like disgusting or anything like that you know it was a normal like whatever and it was actually like in a beautiful way but it was so awkward because it was like oh marvel's going there now like we're having sex in marvel movies now that was way more awkward than just a peck between two husbands like that was but he spent so much time trashing the movie over that i was like yeah like anything you have to say beyond this point is irrelevant to me but we have so many people who are like that it's just like you know you they'll throw a gay character in a movie and all of a sudden it's woke and it's like wait 
gay people don't exist <laughs> like they're, they're not around like you know what i mean like why can't she have a gay brother and it's and it's not done in a comedic way or anything like that it's like i remember um what was the movie uh candy man the the main the main i forgot the it was the same lady uh, who was the who played this character she was also in um Fal uh, not falcon and a soldier wandavision she's um she's a uh, monica rambo but anyways um she she was in this movie her brother was gay and it was such a normal like, it was a, it was just normal like it was just normal thing and i think that you know i love the fact that we're seeing more things like that like i love is just but not just like with sexuality but just in general just throw different people of color in there throw different you know types of you know um disabilities like you know how come this person in a wheelchair can't be this you know what i mean like throw that in there like that's who we are in real life that that's our everyday life so we should be able to see ourselves on screen you know it's i went on a company retreat you know not too long ago and um my i'm putting i've been putting the word out there and for those who's listening from primitive shout out to you um <laughs> but anyways uh I've, I've been putting the word out there yes i have a podcast whatever um you should guys go check it out and the one episode that everyone's been listening to is representation matters so if you haven't actually listened to my representation matters episode that's actually back in my season one episode eight representation matters if you haven't listened to that episode i highly encourage you to go listen to it and it's just a general plea about how representation matters in movies and tv shows people deserve the right to see themselves on screen and i strongly believe that no matter who you are as a person you should be able to see yourself you know i i talk about you know like marvel content so much and we're just now getting to the point where we're seeing more black and brown and asian superheroes you know what i mean and i feel like they should have been there you know what i mean there should be a reason why all these superheroes are white like i'm just i'm sorry um and and but we should have a mix of everything you know and and what i mean by that is you know when zendaya was casted as mj everyone was like oh my god why are you changing the race and blah blah blah, blah. and i was like how come mj can't be black like you know or she can't be hispanic like i just i don't get it i don't know um i know i went off on a little tangent but you know i just i'm just really big on how representation matters and i'm really excited that we're getting content like showstopper that gives us these beautiful storylines where if you was to replace nick with a nicole it would be the same thing you know what i mean but i feel like it was such a beautiful beautiful way of nick's coming of age story i think charlie is definitely he's like the main character of the show but i feel like when i got to the end it became nick's coming of age story and i think that was super beautiful to watch so definitely recommend go check out Heartstopper on netflix i don't know how long it's going to be on there um but they are coming out with a season two and three it was already green lit super excited for that and yeah that's my sort of discussion about heartstopper so if you've seen heartstopper do you like it do you not like it what do you what are your thoughts on the show and do you want to see more representation in your movies and tv shows as well please hit me up on my movie bugle on instagram i like to post things i'm interested in i like to talk to you guys i'll post different announcements anytime i drop a new episode i will post it on there as well so you be able to like comment and also follow me share with your friends with your family and let's grow this channel together and until next time i will talk to you guys soon bye